Good evening, Mr. Bob. How are you doing today? <laughs> it's a me. Uh, hi, it's, I'm good. It's a you. Um, great. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is a comic podcast that we do that we have missed so many episodes of that I'm too rusty to even do an introduction properly. Um, <laughs> we did one last week. Did we? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, it was early though. Oh, it was. That's why it was so weird. Yeah. And then, the, and then a couple. Well, it's we been missed seven days. Seven, that's that's way too long. That's enough time I, to forget. Yeah, I've I've forgotten everything. <laughs> what the hell is a comic book? I say it's um, uh, paper mounted on staples. I love it. Um, have you noticed that some comic books have three staples? That wigs me out. No. Yeah. I've never. I don't. I can't think of a There's, comic I've ever seen with the three staples. Isn't that weird? Um, I got a. I got a collection in it. And I, there was a company, and I can't remember which one it was. And all of their comics had three staples. And I was like, Did somebody staple these? But <laughs> no, it was just this company does three staples. Huh. Now I can't think of which company it is, but something. So, something staple from comics. Nineties, maybe. I don't know. Weird. Um, anyway, what's more interesting than the number of staples in the comics is the content therein uh and one of these comics the first even uh that we're going to be talking about is amazing spider-man number 78 bay liked it dot bay dot bay uh this comic it's bay uh just in case you were wondering and uh (laughs) dot bay (laughs) it's dot bay which is uh another dumb thing that marvel loves to do where they put a thing on a thing and maybe there's another 78 who knows i assume there isn't but Fuck if I know. Um, yeah, they just like to confuse people who like to categorize their comics. Yeah, it's a real pain in the butt. But either way, uh, there's a sweet Momoko variant for it that features Misty Knight prominently, which I thought was cool. I like that one. Also, it has a toy Spider-Man. <laughs> I always like that, too. Um, it's great. Uh, this one is uh, Zeb Wells writing it, so it's awesome. Jed McKay. Uh, sorry. Yes, shit. I was wrong, Jed. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't have known. I'm just holding it in my hands right now. That's literally not a person who does that. Um, so yes, absolutely, Jed McKay, who did a bunch of things that I really like, and I can't think of a single one of them right now because I'm fucking brain dead from <sighs> sitting in the store all day. Um, but uh, it's great. I yeah. like it. I like the rest of the run. I like the Kelly Thompson stuff. I think it's all great. Read it. Yeah, Spider-Man this, is great again. Yeah, this is actually, basically, it's a Misty Knight, Colleen Wing. Uh, it's got Spider-Man in it briefly, Ben Riley in it briefly, but it's it's just basically the two of them. Can you give me a, a lowdown on who Colleen Wing is? When they were first introduced, they were the Daughters of the Dragon. Right, that's uh, correct. But she was a sub-character in Iron Fist, I believe. Yes. And she, but what is her deal? She's just a martial artist. That's, that's it. But she's, she's white. She's just like like blonde martial arts lady. I think she's got red hair. <laughs> but sure. Yes. That's basically she is she is Yeah, she actually no, so so Misty Knight was a, a Luke Cage uh sub character and Colleen Wing was a Iron Fist sub character, and then when they moved the two together in Heroes for Hire, they yeah. both became. I think that's when. I don't know. I I, I yeah, don't. I, honestly, sense. I'm talking out my ass almost entirely. But yeah, but I but I know the, that they introduced separately became yeah, associated. No, no, the main as the, the main points the are correct. Yeah, it's just the the times are are a little funky. So yeah, okay. but Misty Knight's just like ten times cooler. Well, yeah. Um, also with the robot arm. 
I mean, it's like, how do we make this cool character cooler? Robot arm. Robot arm. And yeah, and I mean, obviously, considerably less problematic than the white martial yeah, arts lady. Totally. Um, cool. Yeah, uh, I think they've played down Colleen's uh, martial artsness. Oh, we gonna. Oh, got an emergency here. So many. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, yeah, it was a great, great fun comic, and the art was really good too. Uh, just worth shouting out on that Spider-Man issue. Um, who was it here? Uh, Ele- Eleonora Carlini. That is a name I could not have done. So Never seen congratulations. Great artist. Awesome. Um, cool. Aquaman: The Becoming number three. Cool. Um, I have not been paying attention to this, and I really should have because I loved that original run, but. Mm whatever yeah i think it's just kind of like continuing future state without continuing future state i mean it's i think it's literally tagged as future state is it i think so i mean although it is the prelude to aquaman yeah that's what i see i don't know what that means to aquaman aquaman um at least it doesn't say road to aquaman (laughs) at least it doesn't say road to aquaman let's call it road to aquaman wait he's an ocean guy they don't really have roads there it's gonna be the aquaverse which (laughs) will be stupid um batman number 117 this is the end of uh tinian's run on batman oh yeah and uh that's cool um i mean i've heard good things about it i have not read it yet but uh give it a flip art's really good yeah i'm sure it's good and i really enjoy the uh the, the retro gamer cover that they did for the one in 25 with a game called hard to punch <laughs> which <laughs> what? I'm, I'm into it uh i didn't see it the batman secret files the gardener number one uh i was expecting <laughs> to skip this one but uh christian ward did all of the art and it's gorgeous yeah uh but it's- yeah yeah, it's it's about a gardener. I read it and uh fair amount of poison ivy in it too. It's definitely a lot of poison ivy. It's one of those like it's one of those comics where they're like, you know that character that does the one thing? There's another character but they're better at the one thing. <laughs> what? She's like, got a cool coat. <laughs> Whatever. Uh we got Black Panther Legends number 2. Uh, that is the all ages Black Panther thing. Oh, nice going on. Uh, Blue and gold number four of eight. I bet you want to speak on this particular <laughs> I, issue. I won't speak particularly on it, uh, other than I love this book. Uh, and, but this one in particular has two flashbacks. One flashback to Blue of uh, Blue Beetles that is drawn by Kevin McGuire and set during the JLI times, and then one flashback of Booster Gold that's drawn by Dan Jurgens set during the run of Dan Jurgens on Booster Gold and uh, Ryan Sook is the main artist who is like just amazing so it's great and I love Blue Beetle and yeah, that's all I can say it's cool I agree uh, we got Buffy the Vampire Slayer number 31 huh. uh, we've got Bungo Stray Dogs Beast graphic novel volume 2 believe it or not it's a manga um <laughs> Catwoman Trade Paperback Volume 5, Valley of the Shadow of Death. And we've got Chicken Devil Number 2. <sighs> That's one I'm excited yeah, about. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, Again, we have the, the same diamond issue where they're still running behind, but according to the, the invoice that I got, they're running one day behind. So it looks Ooh. like I am actually going to get the stuff tomorrow. Usually UPS shows up around 2, so 
Nice. I would imagine that most of you that are coming in after work are going to be fine. It's just going to be here in time for everything. So Sweet. fingers crossed. I'll come in after work to get my chicken devil. Yeah, you will. I liked that first issue. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, it, I, that really impressed me. I think it's one of those books that has a a concept where you could really phone it in after you start the concept. And then it's like, this was just totally gold. This was the Brian Bousselot. Oh I can't remember how you pronounce his name. Bruce Bousselato or something like that. Bruce, yeah. Bruce, I mean, yeah. that's the I think writer. It's, I think. Yeah. Brian Bousselato. Maybe he was an inker. Uh, is an inker, but also a writer. And I, I just, I thought it was a fun series. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally, totally worth checking out. If you, especially if you're a fan of like, uh, I mean, like the Breaking Bad's or the uh, like, it's a very Quentin Tarantino movie kind of stuff. It's it's just fun. Yeah, um, just a fun underworld romp of you know bad things happening and crazy people, guns and drugs, and chicken costumes. My favorite Warren Zevon song. <laughs> Uh, we've got Dark Ages number three. Oh, good. Continues to just be a a goddamn delight. Uh, yep. I mean, Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor. What are you gonna do? It's great. Guys, guy rips. Read it. Um, we have a thing called the DC Comics Encyclopedia Ooh. coming in, uh, which is something that people ask for a lot. People will see some sort of like a Zack Snyder movie and then go. I want to know more about DC universe because I don't know anything because the Marvel universe is everywhere and DC doesn't have all of their shit on the screen at all times. And this is here for you. If you want to know more about the booster golds of the world and the, the second stringers. Nice. So sounds cool. Pretty cool, man. I saw the best meme this week. That was a uh, justice league, uh, Zack Snyder's justice league poster, but it had Taylor Swift photoshopped into it. And it said justice league Taylor's version. It's so Jesus good. Christ, I hate it. It's so good. Okay. Steer, seriously, in my apartment building that I live in, um, in the hallway, because it's an artist's commune, essentially, is what yeah. I live in. Right. Uh, there is a chair sitting in the hallway painted like Booster Gold. What? Legitimately, one of the people, I, nobody in the, in the place likes comics. They are not a comic. They are... They're fine art nonsense yeah, people. Yeah. I think it may be completely by accident that they did it. It's got a big star in yellow on the seat. It is booster gold. Co- it is a booster seat. I don't know if they meant that pun. It's delightful. <laughs> Either way. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, nice pun. Deep Beyond, number 10 of 12. Cool. Uh, that is the Merca Andolfo spooky underwater thing. Hmm. The Dreaming, Waking Hours, trade paperback, collecting that entire miniseries, which was pretty good. Huh. If you are a fan of The Dreaming, that is definitely one to check out. I thought it was pretty great. Um, we've got Eat the Rich, number four, out this week. Pretty great book. Um, nice. I, I enjoy it. Elvira Meets Vincent Price, number three. <laughs> You're going to be surprised to find out that it involves Elvira. Meeting Vincent Price. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it had less of that than you'd expect. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, you are actually correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, speaking of Elvira, I just finished her her autobiography oh, nice. this week, and my God, first off, it's amazing. 
and you should buy it. And if you're interested in it, my wife has them at the Green Hand Bookstore, oh, nice. and all of her copies are signed by Elvira. What? So that is pretty amazing. It's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. She literally has, I think she's got like a case of them left, but... Does she sign them under her real name or under her Elvira they name? They are signed as Elvira, cool. which is interesting. Yeah. But uh, yes, pretty cool. And the book, in addition to being phenomenal and full of craziness, also uh, will make you unable to listen to most classic rock ever again <laughs> because of the terrible things that terrible people in terrible bands uh, did to Cassandra Peterson when she was going around trying to meet people in bands. Yeah. You're like, wow. Fucking Led Zeppelin is going to be difficult to listen to ever again. Oh my god, Le- I, I stopped being able to listen to Led Zeppelin a long time ago, and it was uh, like that'll just be like further nails in the coffin. No, when I read about J- Jimmy Page like, keeping that uh, teenage girl prisoner in a hotel room for a full year, Jesus it was like Christ. you could not be a dis- more, more disgusting, disgusting scumbag people, yeah. than Jimmy Page. Oh god, damn it! Yeah, it's it, it never pays to learn. No, things about never people learn you like. anything about people you <laughs> just like. listen to their music and keep and it keep it stop yeah. that's it <laughs> i'm sorry that i may have mentioned something that will ruin it for somebody uh anyway you know what you can't ruin <laughs> i'm kidding you totally can uh fantastic four anniversary tribute number one uh there's some fun uh, it's one of these things where every page is by a different artist so it's really I, yeah. I guess these are popular because they keep coming out. I don't know why they keep making them. I don't um, like them. I, I mean, I liked that X-Men one fine. I thought it was cool. But then after the novelty of that one, I was like, okay, yeah. I don't need to see another one of these. No, I definitely wouldn't spend money on one of these. But uh, on the same token, it's like, you know, it is interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's for super fans of the Fantastic Four is what it is. Like, you would have to be a a diehard Fantastic Four fan for this to be interesting to you, I think. I Yeah, or, yeah, or just like a, f- yeah, because you wouldn't ever buy a full page, a full however right. many pages it is, just to get, like, the one page drawn by David Lapham <laughs> or whatever. Right. Uh, but that Although said, this that is pretty fucking cool. Oh, it is cool, yeah. Like, there's a lot of pages in here that are wicked cool. Um, I think you have to be a fan of, like, com- modern superhero comic art. But this is also... Yeah, that's true. It's the first issue redrawn, and then it's the wedding issue redrawn, which yeah. is the first annual, I think, or the second annual. Or yeah. Annual three. Sorry. Annual three. And I also feel like this... I I do see one part of this that that could be something fun for people. If you are a... If you are a comic artist to see someone reinterpreting the script yeah. in a modern world because not all of these in fact i at least with the x-men one it wasn't as though they were recreating the art they were recreating what was happening in the script right you know and so they were reinterpreting the panels yeah which is kind of a cool thing to do a side by side like it almost feels like i would have liked to have seen a version of the x-men one that was page for page Mm. so that you literally had the original and then the remake on each page i would be more interested in it if it was like an artist scholarly yeah opposed to anything else if it was like an artist that i liked and they redid the entire issue from the script like that that would be something that would be like okay like i get behind that because it's like you want this one it's like you know i love to see you know whoever but like then there's like the next page is like 
the Joe Blow. And it's just like, I don't care what Joe Blow does. Like, I don't know who that is and I don't like his art style. So right. I don't like, and it's like, there's enough pages of that, that it's like, it's the package to me doesn't really work. It's that one yeah. page at a time thing that just like, yeah, no, I, this I, is definitely I for like a specific audience <laughs> that yes, that I'm not a part of. I mean, it's, although I say this, but like, it's like when bands re-record their first record. <laughs> you know, when they're like, oh, you know, we had extra time in the <laughs> in yeah. the studio. So we just, the much better version of our band now, we decided to do our first record. The the, the obvious version of that is Suicidal Tendencies, who oh, yeah. redid their whole first record as still psycho after all these years. And I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is I fucking bought it because I loved it. My favorite Gang of Four record is the one where they re-record all their old songs. Like, it's like a greatest hits, but it's just it re-recorded versions of it. Like and it's so one. good. Yeah. No, I agree. So, yeah. okay, you know, so it's not. It's hit or miss. This is a hit or... I think ultimately what we're saying is it's hit or miss. Yep. Uh, G-Fan, number 133. That would be G4 Godzilla. If yes. you were if for anyone paying attention, can they just not call it Godzilla fan? Is that why? I believe that is correct. Mm. Uh, I believe that uh, they would be sued huh. because they are crazy about that shit. Gotcha. Yeah, Toho is not fucking around when it comes to their their intellectual property hey. because Godzilla could very. I mean, I think that they were they were running into a a real band aid jello uh, skidoo <laughs> problem where like. Uh, no, I did not just have a stroke. Uh, those were all <laughs> examples of people on the brink of losing their copyright due to their their brand name becoming the generic term for an ah. item. And Godzilla became the generic idea for a large kaiju. Oh. And for a long time, mm. people would use the term Godzilla interchangeably with giant monster. And Toho was like, we got to... We got to clamp this shit yeah, down. We got to get some fucking lawyers and we got to every time somebody makes a Godzilla roll at their sushi restaurant, we got to <laughs> sue the fuck out of them and uh, making themselves very popular with sushi restaurants. Um, <laughs> there is something I didn't know that. And also uh, <laughs> Toho literally sued. This is my example of how bad they are. Uh, there was a, a Chinatown cart that sold a Godzilla sandwich, I think, or something. They, whatever it was that they were selling, maybe even a Godzilla roll, maybe it was even sushi, uh, but whatever they sold, Toho found out about it and sued this fucking cart. Oh, my God. Yeah, so uh, so don't fuck with Toho is what I'm saying. That's crazy. Uh, we've got a new book from Boom, a thing called Getting Dizzy, huh. which is a sort of crazy... Uh, Cal Art style uh, roller derby kind of book. It's huh. uh, it's fun. It looks good. Obviously, I can't see it because Diamond is not here yet. But uh, but it looks like it was cool. I went heavy on it because the idea of this kind of like Steven Universe take on roller derby. I was like, mm. that's a no brainer. People yeah. are gonna love that. This town loves the style and also exactly. roller derby. It's <laughs> like this is a very Portland comic. I think this is Mark Gamble. Um. So, Ghost in the Shell, Human Algorithm, Volume 2, is out. Mm. Green Lantern, number 8, is out. It was all right. I have lost any interest in reading Green Lantern. Yeah, I think the best thing that is happening is they're kind of, they had two different 
separate storylines going and they're kind of figuring out that nobody cares about one of them so they're <laughs> yep. merging them all into one storyline but it does have joe mullen and uh i am interested in what they're doing with the character and the art's good crisscross did the art on this one i think nice so i like good. that dude yeah um Gru meets Tarzan number four of four is oh, out. Sick. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I love that Gru still happens. <laughs> Me too. It's it's so if amazing. Only new flaming carrot would happen then. I'd be like that would be wonderful. I mean, I I've been going through this collection. We've we've gotten way more collections than we should have, basically, is the answer. Uh but I mean I'm sitting on hundreds of long boxes that I need to go through and like decide whether they're going in the quarter dollar bin or mm-hmm. being priced in the bins or going on our website and it's like it's a long long process yeah uh but what i'm running across in one of these collections is somebody who collected so much grew and so this the boxes i have like three long boxes that are just grew comics that's cool yeah so i had multiples. a couple friends that were like not even comic book people oh, yeah, like yeah. that were just like grew they just got grew angus uh no a friend of mine from back home <laughs> uh yeah one of my friends is like like it's the only book he buys huh. he only buys grew yeah and he's you know he's obsessed with it um and i found a few really early grew appearances too so that's pretty cool I found that second appearance in the quarter bin. I know. I only knew about it because you mentioned it, and there was a second copy in that collection because yeah. that was from the same. That was from that same collection. Yeah. I was like, shit. I'll save this one for Angus. He's gonna be psyched. Nice. Uh, okay. So, Gun Honey number three is out. Cool. This book is great. Um, these these hard case files comics. If you have interest in this type of story, they knock it out of the park every time. Like. If it's something that you would think you would like, you're probably going to dig it because it is, they, they are always quality. It's just sometimes they're shit that I'm not interested in. Yeah. Like I liked the concept of gun honey though. Yeah. That was a cool. Linky Woodcock was the one that I was like, eh, I don't care about the girl who handcuffed Houdini. Yeah. Yeah. Or Tesla was a Tesla one. There was a Tesla one. Yeah. Yeah. Which was the same series. Um, I was like, okay, no, I'm more into the, you know, detective with a gun and the trench coat and the, those kind of like Mickey Spillane kind of things. Yeah. Uh, Which is, and, this is more of that. And this is more of that. And they, they really do that very, very well. Hmm. Um, we've got a fancy pants house of slaughter. Number one, a retailer. Thank you issue. If you want that only got one of those and it's very expensive so who cares (laughs) uh home the trade paperback this is about those uh those people on the border getting superpowers is the story oh yeah people who were in a detention facility at the border and they all develop superpowers Mm -hmm. uh invaders of rakajumo collected edition volume one not a fucking clue what that is (laughs) but you will be surprised to find out it is also a manga um Jim Henson's The Storyteller, Tricksters, hardcover. These, again, if this is your if this is your thing, this type of fantasy stuff, there it doesn't get much better than the Jim Henson series. Uh, it definitely bears his name for a reason. They are they are all quality, you know, in that way that like he kind of <laughs> when he was alive didn't slap his name on garbage. Yeah. Uh, even in death, he doesn't seem to slap his name on garbage. So, pretty great. Nice. Uh, Justice League number sixty nine. Uh, surprisingly good. Uh, I I have not enjoyed this series much. This is the first part of a new series, and uh, 
Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of kind of cool. Cool. Um, Kazar, Lord of the Savage Land, number three. I like that guy. I like this comic. <laughs> I like this this is fucking brutal, though. Did you read this one? I did not. Oh man, I won't say much. There's a. Uh, He's punching a bunch of freaking dinosaurs on the cover. Yeah, yeah. He he uh, he. <laughs> it, it turns it turns in the opposite uh, direction towards towards him towards the end. Uh, and if you recall, he was dead in the first one. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'll just leave that there hanging. He's you know he's probably going to be dead a lot from now on. I mean, I'm going to say it's possible. Yep. <laughs> Uh, another issue of Kang the Conqueror. This is number four. Uh, another another series that is surprisingly good. Um, again, as I have said in the past, this was not a, a comic that I thought I was going to enjoy at all. And it just turns out to be a very smart streamlining of Kang's origin story. Um, you gotta and so do that. If you, and you have to do that if you're going to use him in the future, especially in anything that you want to make any kind of fucking sense. Yeah. And so I, I definitely recommend this to anybody who's interested in what they're going to be doing with him in the Marvel Universe going forward because this is it. This is his, um, this is his big revamp. I'm going to show you this. I think this got skipped. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't. Uh, My uh, Shopify wants to call that the. Oh, okay. Then forget it. <laughs> under T. We'll we'll get back to that at T. I'm sorry. All uh, right. King Spawn number four. Uh, he's the king of spawns. There is none higher. Sucker MCs <laughs> call him sire. Um, <laughs> Legends of the Dark Knight number seven. It's a Azrael comic with uh with Batman. Ah, I do like Azrael. Wow. You should check it out. Uh, I will. <laughs> Looney Tunes number 263 Still Looney Still Tooney uh, Maria Lovett's Porcelain number 4 Is out <laughs> And a book that I very much like Ma number 3 We are Oh getting... yeah yeah That was that weird witch comic right Yes, The Coven one <laughs> That then turned into uh, Crazy ocean culty yeah. Weird witchy ladies Turning into monsters in the water <laughs> Um, witchy woman. <laughs> exactly. It's a witchy woman. Uh, I love this book. I can't say enough good things about it. Um, it is definitely intense. It is on the intense side, uh, but very well written and really compelling. Nice. Moon Knight, number five. Uh, this was a great issue. It was probably the most brain dead of the issues that have come out, but it was still fun. Um, you know, it was... It, this one very much played like a... You know, like a 1970s Batman comic or something. It was, you know, just like, oh, no, there's a ticking clock and I have to get someone out of something. Oh, mm-hmm. no. And I did it. And then this. Oh, no. A betrayal. <laughs> okay. <Spoilers>. Got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, but it was good. Uh, and so I say I'm still invested in Moon Knight. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, I've invested highly in Moon Knight stock. Yes, I have. Uh, My Little Pony Generations number two. It's a new generation picking up the slack from the old one. Stupid slacker ass generation of ponies. <laughs> uh, nice House on the Lake number six. I lost it with this one. Me too. I have not been Got paying too attention. Weird. Um, I thought the I. I think it's fine. I've just oh yeah. I just have lost my place in it. That's what uh, happened to me, and I just yep. didn't find it again. Yep. Nightwing eighty six. Tie into Fear State. Yep. 
Nightwing continues to be great. Yeah. Uh, Norse Mythology 2, number 6, is out. Okay. Um, we've got Nubia and the Amazons, number 2. Cool. Once and Future, the deluxe edition hardcover slipcased box set. Wow. Yeah, I'm actually really excited about that. Yeah, I, I bet this... Actually, this is a series that would be, like, I kind of wish this, yeah. I read as trades and in and an omnibus would probably be cool this is one that i'm like i think i might actually take one of these because even though it's a very expensive hardcover huh. it's like an 80 dollar hardcover but Ooh. it's like it's really nice it's like beautiful slip cover oversized just like they did for um something is killing the children nice except that one sold out within seconds because they allocated us down to nothing Oof. We literally got, we ordered 16 copies and got two. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah. But Once in Future is a great, great series. It's really Dan Mora art, consistent all the way through. No fill-ins. It's always him. Yeah. That guy slams. Yep. He'll do Batman comics too, and like they'll never like miss an issue of Once in Future. Like He's really good. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, there's also the, uh, I think this was Boom Studios that put this out, the uh, the Orcs comic yeah that was boom yeah works really cool uh by larson i don't know which yeah. larson that is but uh it's super either. cool uh, but it was a good series yeah it's I fun it. i think this is definitely uh again it's that it's that's that cal art style that they that house style for boom that they use yeah um but it's it's a fantasy version which i think is something that people have been looking for that D&D folks are always shocked when I'm like, I don't fucking know, man. I've got like, I mean, there are Dungeons and Dragons comics, but nobody buys them. Mm. Um, there's Rat Queens, which is great, but it's, you know, it's not oh. exactly what people are looking if for. If you want to like, recommend a comic to people who like D&D, you should recommend Folklords. Remember oh that? shit! That was a good I forgot comic about Folklords. I need to reorder that book. Folklords was awesome. I'm actually gonna write that down. I actually was. I've, I'm organizing my collection, and I came across. It was one of those ones that I came Damn. across, and I was like, "Oh man!" And I like Why stopped did I working about and kept that reading fucking it. Comic. It's so good. It is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! Well, thank you for that. No problem. Matt will... Kent wrote it, and yeah. I think it was Matthew Dow Smith was the artist, if I recall. But the Really, really good. Damn straight. That is great a great series. call. And it's got all that ticks all those. It does, yeah. All the D and D boxes. boxes yeah. Uh, plunge trade paperback. Cool. This is that crazy the thing slash aliens underwater that mm. has nothing to do with the abyss. Thank God. <laughs> So it's not boring. It's actually interesting. I love the movie The Abyss. Well, do you really? It's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite Carpenters. I, Wait, isn't that Carpenter? No, uh, it's uh, that guy who did Aliens. Uh, Cameron. Cameron. James Cameron. James Cameron. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. The wrong name came out. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I actually really like... I'm, I love it. I love that movie. Weird. Maybe I need to watch it again. Uh, it maybe it didn't age that well too, but I remember the scene where the weird face, like it's yeah, like yeah. the tube of water, like comes out, and it was like that early CGI. Yeah. But it's because it was water. It it like kind of worked. It still does work. It holds up. And the, then the door the closes on it, up. and it just like and falls. Just falls. Like yeah. that was such a cool, uh, cool. Oh, it had it had great moments of effects and things like that. I feel like I I went into that as 
I believe that was his follow-up to Aliens. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, boy, literally my favorite movie of all time, and I'm sitting in the theater day one for The Abyss going, it's going to be like Aliens. And I'm like... Now it's a little more like... What is this shit? (laughs) Spiritual, faux spiritual. I was like, fuck you and your deep-sea fucking alien fish. Like, as a a young film goer, I liked, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I went into it with a a bad, uh, bad attitude. Yeah. And then I went and saw Leviathan, which is the garbage version of that movie. Hmm. Uh, it was. It's almost like I think they made it as a mockbuster for for the abyss. Okay. And I fucking loved it. Huh. People turned it into fish monsters and shit. Ooh. It was great. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. Leviathan was to me more fun, but that just goes to show that I am a fucking lunkhead. <laughs> Have sometimes. you ever seen a film called Housebound? I have Australian seen it film. Oh wait, yes, I have. Sorry. Yes, it's great. It was so good. It is really. I saw good. it this week. It was. I know it came out seven years ago. But yeah, yeah. It was so good. It was like my favorite horror movie I've seen in a really long time. I got to tell you, uh, Australia, killing it. Like for the last yeah. fifteen years <laughs> of horror movies, like every time I see a horror movie from Australia, I will watch it. Nice. Like that is a that is a marker for me. There was a zombie movie that came out like I don't know five six years ago, and I was like up to my neck in zombies and I was like I'm tired of this this thing and then I watched it because it was Australian and I was like yep this was brilliant yeah it had undead in the title fuck I can't remember it but it was really good uh that scene in housebound with the cheese grater is like one of those things that like will never I will never forget that scene ever I saw that and I was just like that 100% just scarred me for the rest of my life nice that's great and that's like it you know and also it was still just really good and well written and yeah this the story was interesting and still funny but like you know genuinely funny anyway we're talking about comic books it's funny that uh, this is the second time that movie's come up this week i don't know why that is um did i mention primordial number three Ooh, i like that's the one about the monkey and space about the monkey and And the the dogs and and yeah 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 jeff lemire i i like i'm excited about that one i like those i like the comic that comic real good um rat queen's deluxe hardcover volume three is out i don't know if that was out before or this is a reorder i don't know whatever Mm. um refrigerator full of heads number two ah (laughs) i actually so this one is cool because uh, there was a, a thing that happened at the end of the last issue that doesn't immediately get picked up on in the second issue which i was a little disappointed by However, there is a payoff, and it does, in this issue, link to the first miniseries for the first time. And so now I actually am more hooked on this series than I was on the first issue, and they had me with Headless Shark, like (laughs) an animated Headless Shark head, head, Shark Head, Um, which once the issue is out for a month, I'm not spoiling it. Sorry if I spoiled it, but like in the first issue, they the axe that beheads people but then their heads stay alive uh they behead a shark with it and the shark is just a head it's just basically it's just a mouth amazing i don't understand what would be scary about being eaten by something that has no stomach behind it but like the I mean, part like, where the teeth cut you into little pieces yes <laughs> that I would guess. be the bad part but it's i mean i don't know there's just something about it that seems less scary but at the same token uh yeah so um either way the second issue does uh like there's a direct like oh okay i see now how this is other than just like it's not just another story with the axe it's like a story with the axe and different characters 
and a different sensibility because yeah. it's a different writer, but also connects to the first story. And also the B cover to this is insane. Oh, I don't know if I looked at it's it. It's literally three animated heads jammed on the front. Oh, of yeah. Death the truck. truck. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. It's like the cover of... Uh, of it looks uh, like rock maximum and roll over. overdrive, but like with beheads, <laughs> yep. beheaded heads. It's both. Yep. Um, and also we've got this uh, another manga called Reign of the Seven Spellblades. I don't know nothing about it. Sure. But we've also got Robins number one, which is lots of Robins. I was ca- cautiously optimistic because it's written by Tim Seeley and I like him. Uh, I'm a big fan of the various Robins. Uh, this was great. Honestly, it was great. The art style threw me immediately, but then I was just like, I warmed to it very quickly. And I like the story, which involves the character Anarchy mm-hmm. and a mystery yeah. involving Anarchy and a cult that has formed around uh, that character. But then there's a first appearance alert also. Yeah, there's a new um, character in this that is very interesting. Yeah, very, very interesting. And and may have, you know, if, if, if it yeah. has legs, you'll wish you bought this one. I agree. Um, Sword number 10 if you've been reading Sword you know that in the last issue a bunch of shit went down and so this is a pretty important issue so uh, hmm. yeah check this out it's good Sword um, Shadecraft if you remember that image comic is finally out in trade paperback form and if you did not check it out in issues I highly recommend it it is a it's a very uh, I mean it's it's a very superhero-y image book. Like, it feels, you know, it feels a lot more... Um, I feel like it feels like a Canadian teen horror drama. I can see that, too. It feels a lot more like it has that... It, it has that, like, powers thing going for it in a horror yeah, story. Yeah, but it's not, like, multiple different... Yeah, no, like, it's no, like it's there's not, just I mean, one supernatural element that involves shadows. True, but, I mean, it, it could... This person could easily just be shade. You know what I mean? Like, in a lot of ways. Oh, wait. The the DC character. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it, it, yeah, it's, uh, so they had to see, the creative team on this. If had, the shadow that Shade had was a person. Was, yeah, or a ghost, or possibly a, what, uh, you know. It's we like, don't know. Yeah, but it's a, it's a great uh, little series, and hopefully it'll come back for more, and yeah. this will just be volume one. Highly recommended. Um, Shang-Chi. Sorry, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Number six is out. Cool. Uh, Sir Edward Grey, Witchfinder Omnibus Volume 2 is out. Hmm. Snelson, comedy is dead. Someone ought to tell Snelson. Actually, this comic is really smart. <laughs> it's really, really good. Is. It's funny. Yep. It's comedy is dying, I believe, actually. Uh, solo leveling graphic novel Volume 3. I don't know nothing. Sure. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Imposter Syndrome, number one. Uh, there you go. Got that hedgehog again. Spider Woman, number 17. Star Wars High Republic Adventures, number 10. And the trade paperback for High Republic Adventures is out as well. We also have Star Wars High Republic Adventures Monster of Temple Peak, number four. Star Wars Dr. Aphra, number 16, is out. Goodness. Suicide Squad, number 9, is all suicide and squaddly. Well, it's finally delivering on the ambush bug being on the Suicide Squad in this issue. For for me, that was a thing that was cool. That's cool. 
Um, but what is much cooler than that yeah, is the definitely. Suicide Sh- Squad King Shark number three. Definitely, this book much is much cooler. So good. Uh, if you like, if you like your violence with funnies, this is this is the violent, funny violent book. It's yeah. it's great. Also, uh, Tim Seeley. Tim Seeley always, always, always delivering the quality. Uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, number five of eight. It's good. Yep, has not ceased to be a wonderful treatment for for Supergirl. Again, I think it's the best Supergirl story I've read, maybe ever. It it's it's up there. Also, the variant cover is really good. It, crazy good. That is a beautiful cover. I like it. Um, and another one that I will also say is one of the best ongoing. Actually, I think this is the best ongoing Superman series I've ever read. <laughs> uh, Superman: Son of Kal El number five is out. I would not give it that, but I would say it is very good. It is. I would say it is my favorite that That's I cool. have read. Yeah. Um. I, I mean. I was just offering a counterpoint from fair. my perspective. There's good Superman comics out there. I just don't believe it. <laughs> you just never read them. I mean, that might be it. I mean, I... The Jerry Ordway Adventures of Superman run is really good. Okay. From late 80s. Totally worth it. Um. I mean, obviously, I always go back to All-Star Superman. Which All-Star is Superman is Not fantastic. an ongoing, but... Uh, yeah. His action comics run was not as good as nope. you would think, but All-Star is, I mean... I don't think you yeah. can get a better Superman story than All Star Superman. I don't think so either. Um, you know. What, anyway, yeah. but we should be talking about Superman, Son of Kal El by Tom Taylor. Yes, this this is the the infamous Tim issue Tim that is going to uh, change things forever because he kisses a boy and he likes it, uh, and that's it. <laughs> it's it's funny that the internet made a big deal out of this because it was like, oh, he kissed a dude. And well, then, the, okay. the, I yeah, I don't think the, I think the media made a big deal out of it with misleading headlines that because were it like, was easy you know, to say, like, yeah, Superman's gay, and they knew everyone would click <laughs> yeah. on it. It's like it's fucking stupid. People are dumb. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, so this is the this is the one that we want to talk about, which would be the Darkhold Wasp Number One. <laughs> That's good. It's it it is the a uh, very standalone issue. I would agree. You do not need to read the rest of this series. If you want to read just a fun, standalone, uh, very stylized horror very. story in the Marvel Universe, this is a great one. It's it's written by Jordi Belair, and Which, the artist is Claire Rowe. Jordi Belair should really tip you off right there. That's always a, that's always a clue. Something's going to be great. Well, I don't think that I've read a comic that addresses the wasp uh, stuff with Hank Pym that it was written by a woman. There you go. And I think that that alone is like, it does, is, yeah. it does uh, revisit that as apparently, I don't really know entirely what's going on with this dark hold thing, but obviously it's, it's a book that possesses you with evil. Yes. And uh, so I think that's ultimately like the thing that's, the hook for the book to get into the wasp in this is that she has this shameful past uh, and she wishes that she was stronger and in that time, but it's, it's a very, very good. And the art is awesome. And I love, like I was saying to you, I, I love seeing that like indie artist yeah. kind of uh, quality on a mainstream Marvel property. Agree. Um, and it, it just totally works. I love it, especially when they're doing like all that Silver Age stuff. Like it's yep. just like it, it's cool. I'd lo- I would actually love to see a, a Silver Age set Marvel book that's drawn by like 
not Mike Alred, who does every Silver Age style. Mar- not nothing against him. I just like it's just I've seen it so many yeah. times now. Like there's other artists with different styles that like I think there's like a it's like John. Where's Steve Rude? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it's like we should get Steve Rude to do a New Gods and Jimmy Olsen. Yep, never uh, been done. Never been done. Uh, TMNT, the last Ronin design archive number one, soaking you for another book for the same thing that they put out before. Here's the fourteenth version of this book. What um, is it? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Last Ronin. Oh, it is the, uh, I guess, design character designs. Uh, but you know, hey, it's uh, giving some more money to our friend Ben, so that's cool. <laughs> whatever. Uh, this is definitely the comic that kept IDW from going under. Nice. So, uh, so good job on saving the company, guys. Uh, yeah. You did it. Uh, I don't know that it's enough to keep IDW going for much longer, but uh, hopefully it will. Uh, we got surprised uh, that Star Wars license isn't helping them. I think I think that's part of what's dragging them down is that they signed a fucking Marvel deal that is so expensive that they that they're not making the money that they'd hoped they'd make off it because they're competing with Marvel, who are giving them they're putting a limiter on what they can do as far as character creations and what they can you know all this shit and then they release the same book so they've got a High Republic and Marvel has a High Republic. Which one do you think is going to be better? Of course it's going to be Marvel's High Republic. Yeah. You know, whatever. But yeah. it's it's weird. I I I don't know the ins and outs of their deals, but I do I do feel like it's probably pretty safe to say that they got fucked by Marvel. <laughs> you know, just knowing that Disney was involved with yeah. a deal, you can know that probably the person on the other side of the deal got fucked. Um let's see. Uh, we got a Lum graphic novel, volume 12. We've got uh, Yusagi Yojimbo, Dragon Bellow Conspiracy, number six. Vampirella, the holiday issues. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we got a holiday special for Vampirella. That's very exciting. Uh, which it's also very exciting to find out that we're going to be getting an electric black holiday special, too. <laughs> nice. I am a huge fan of the holiday special. Me, too. Uh, it's always uh, for some reason, I don't know. They're just always like, y- y- if you see like, and I, I'm going to use this the Christmas word, but like, if you see a Christmas comic oh, yeah. from any point in the past, like, I guarantee you, there's something worth reading in it. Like, yeah. I don't know why, but it's just, just like, fun. I mean, some of them are like sappy and stupid, but like, often they are just like, how do we? I think it's just like creative people, yeah, are just like, sure, I'll take money to do something dumb and then they're just like okay like they just it stretches the creative muscles in a different way but like there's I get do a, an entire blog or like you know like some kind of YouTube video on just like Christmas comics holiday comics Halloween comics whatever like just I should really do a Rad Wraith Christmas comic fuck yeah dude he's already got the <laughs> color scheme it's true he does oh my god just do neon green oh my god that would be delightful I should totally do that I think that'd be really fun yeah. um Let's see, Walking Dead Deluxe, number 27. This is, of course, the first appearance of the governor. Uh, Ronald Reagan. Governor Ronald (laughs) Reagan. Uh, Let's see. They should have made him look like Ronald Reagan. That would have been really funny. (laughs) They should have made him look like Jerry Brown. (laughs) I'm your governor, Pete Wilson. (laughs) Uh. And other Brewaria songs that we can't talk about. Oh, I was singing a Disposable Heroes, a hypocrisy song. (laughs) 
let's see. <laughs> I roll deep. <laughs> White number five is out. Wonder Woman Evolution number one is out. <laughs> With the best variant cover I've ever seen. I love it Seriously, so much. Seriously, one of the most ridiculous fucking covers. Riley Rosmo's variant for this is so on the line between the dumbest and coolest thing I've ever seen. It's pretty wonderful. I love it. The thing that makes it is the stars. The like the like yeah. getting punched stars <laughs> that are everywhere in it. It's so good. There's just yeah. like a ton of energy to it. It's definitely awesome. worth checking out. It is a very crazy cover. Yeah. Um, and this is a standalone Wonder Woman uh science fiction y kind of uh eight issue mini. Eight issue mini series. Yep. Um is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon two graphic novel volume one? <laughs> what? <laughs> who names these things? I just, people who do not speak English fluently. Ah, uh, yeah, is the answer, true. which is yeah. very fun. I it's should, it's honestly should. the reason that that I like all of that stuff. I mean, it's it's what's charming about translated manga. It's like all of those ridiculous long fucking titles, and it's it's fun. So what is it called, the series again? Is it wrong what? uh, Is it wrong to pick up Girls in a Dungeon 2 Graphic Novel Volume (laughs) 1? Is it wrong to pick up Girls in a Dungeon 2? Yes. To number number, 2. Yes. So it's the second. this is the second volume. Is it wrong to pick up Girls? This is the first volume of the second volume. How many girls are in this dungeon? A lot. Well, it's weird because there's the other one where they've turned into a slime. And so... I don't know if this is a slime who is picking up girls in a dungeon. Wrong to turn into a slime and date girls in a dungeon. I think so. Here's another fascinating aspect of this, like the industry trying to fight with uh, manga where American comics is like, we got to get, you know, X, you know, series out, whatever, you know, and we've got to be able to compete with this manga because they're, they're killing us. And it's like one of the things that manga addresses that, Uh, American comics don't so many of them are about video games huh like so many of them like I mean this one like all of these things are basically uh like they're riffs on the idea of a a dungeon crawler type RPG like a JRPG and so like it's a massive part of the manga audience that's that's doing that stuff Hmm. and so I wonder if that is something that would help American comics is to address that. Yeah, maybe. That kind of video game trope stuff. Is it wrong for Batman to go into a dungeon? <laughs> two. I, I would totally. Volume do that. one. Two, volume one. Um, but you know what else there is out? Uh, I, I, I'm, I've been waiting for you to say this <laughs> so that I can sing the praises of this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. This wonderful, wonderful thing. comic would be Surfin' Wolverine, number 25, <laughs> Surfin aka Wolverine. X Force, number 25. Please talk about. I, I'll slowly hum Wipeout in the background. <laughs> There's a minimum of half of this comic book is literally just Wolverine surfing. Just Wolverine surfing. I'm not like it's he's surfing on an adamantium surfboard. Why is that was it adamantium? Made, I think so. Forge the first page of it is that Forge gives him a metal surfboard, which I assume is oh, wait, it's made from Krakoan balsa and edged and finned with adamantium. So that's your your surfboard. And so he is surfing actually on page three. 
he's starting it up. Then there's like a little aside with the with the Stepford Cuckoos, and then it's just straight up Wolverine surfing. Uh, Can you imagine he loses control of that board and just takes somebody's head clean off? He like that is that is not a thing that you want. Like the biggest fear in surfing is that you're gonna like the board's gonna shoot up and hit you in the chin <laughs> and knock all your teeth out. There is a <laughs> straight up a double page spread of Wolverine surfing uh, in the centerfold. It's amazing. Uh, just Wolverine with uh, I'll put it on the Instagram. Like there's no way I'm not Instagramming this. Uh, and then uh, the next one shows him, uh, what is it, shooting the curl? Like, Yeah, shooting the curl, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, and he's, but he's cutting the wave with his claws that he's just popped. It's a, it is amazing. I don't know, who wrote this? This is the most, I don't know, I just, this is what I want. Benjamin Percy is the writer, Robert Gill is the artist, uh, and there's a bunch of machines did the rest of it, and... Um, <laughs> It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. I don't even read X-Force. I haven't bought a single issue of the comic. I bought this one because there's a double, there's at least eight pages of Wolverine surfing in this comic. And, and also just people shooting at Wolverine while he's on a surfboard. Yeah. He like loses skin somehow while he's surfing. There's like pieces of his flesh are peeling off. I don't get it at all. I, I haven't read it. I just, I was just like, I want this art. I'm going to cut this out and put it on my wall. I'm going to frame this picture of Wolverine surfing. It's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean the, the cover, I have not read it either, but I'm simply looking at the cover and all I see is a bunch of surfers shooting at Wolverine. Oh, see now I I got the the Native uh, oh, American yeah, yeah. Heritage Month variant with Thunderbird on it, which uh, I it has to be by Raphael Grandpa. If it's not, I don't what? know. No, it's not. But I thought it was. Oh, I thought it was by uh, that guy. No, His name, I'm... it is by. I'll tell you who it's by because they always say on the inside. It is by the the Murder Falcon guy. Cover artist Maria Wolf and Mike Spicer. Wow, I must That's be crazy. It. Sorry, it's very. Uh, oh, of course, because they're not going to have a white guy do a fucking Native American month variant. What yeah. am I thinking? Yeah, they would have but, five years ago, but now, now <laughs> they, they don't do that anymore. Three years ago, two years two ago. Years ago <laughs> yeah, it's ago. good that they're not. Hey, man, progress you know, is progress. progress is progress. We'll take it where it. we get it. Agree. But uh, yeah, I'll have to look at the cover that has Wolverine surfing and getting shot at because <laughs> you know that could that could also be cool. It's pretty cool. It's amazing. Um, I don't even. I don't get it. Why a comic that is just Wolverine surfing is a thing that came out in 2021? But please, more, more of it. More. Any of it. Batman surfing, cool. Yep. Oh. Anyone but the Silver Surfer, unless yeah. he's surfing on water. I mean, I would say the Silver Surfer should probably have a skateboard. I think that that would probably yeah. like wheels on the surfboard. That would be cool. He's trying to, he's doing that like Superman walking across America. So he's trying to get in touch with his, like, oh God, with his I roots and doing that. a, doing a real a s- down to earth kind of thing. So he puts Fuck wheels you, on. I'll skate to the beach and I'll look, I'll look better, better getting, getting there. Getting there. <laughs> Faith no more. Um, Classic. Yeah. Um, yes. That would be great. And I strongly support it. I want it. Anyway, um, that's it. That's the deal. That's what we got. We got Ended these things. Ended on a high note. Ended on a high <laughs> note of Wolverine surfing. Just of all the people in the world who should not be in deep water, yeah. the guy with metal bones is at the <laughs> fucking top. And he's riding a metal surfboard. And it just also, doesn't matter that there's wood inside it. It's still made of metal. We've also pretty much established the fact that 
you can kill him with water. It's, it was established oh, yeah. in, in, in Wolverine Origins. The, the, I mean, I don't know if the Dan Wei story is, is canon, but he basically, like, you can drown him in a mud puddle and I mean, he'll die. He, they did one where they burned all of his flesh off and he came back. True, but it's drowning that's the one. Drowning is the one. But uh, and, I mean, when, that when said, his son but tried to kill him, he tried to drown him in acid. <laughs> which <laughs> was a good call. Nice. But there's not a single X-Men character that can be killed at this point. Now, true. So, like, until they get rid of that. Yeah, that that know. is definitely in process of getting gone. Put him on all the metal surfboards you want. It's true, but it's just like, come on, man. You know you're going to die because you're going to sink directly to the bottom of the fucking ocean. He's just, he gets going fast enough. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's what, that. this is what comics are good at. Yeah. Is no, like true. dumb it's shit. It's like when Batman, yeah. actually, I have an action figure of Batman wearing board shorts and, you know, from one, the yeah. TV show or whatever. Um, so it's not or like when, uh, Batman didn't do it first. When but. Iron Man roller skates. Yeah. Iron Man did have roller skates a as a functional part of his costume for decades. <laughs> it's great. Uh, I <sighs> mean, if if you're going to go continuity-wise, I mean, absolutely decades, because in uh, Iron Man 2021, 2012, mm. what was the... what was the uh, 20... I think it's 2020. 2020? Yeah, I can't remember which one it is. But uh, whatever that future story was with Arno Stark. I think it's 2020, Iron Man 2020. He has, he has the old Iron Man suit, uh, and he pops out the roller skates. Yeah, and, and he's was, like, what is this? What the fuck is this? And he like, skates yeah. There's a It played for comedy very well, where he just kind of skates off, fa- off panel. Yeah, totally. Uh, pretty great. Yeah. I mean, I think to me that's the ultimate crime of the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> is that they made things like that. So that like you couldn't have it, you know, like yeah. Iron Man would never have roller skates in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's too cool. But in reality, Iron Man's a dork. <laughs> I would say the things that need to come back for Iron Man: skates, nose, nipples, <laughs> skates. Those are those. Yeah, are, I'll take nipples first. Nipples. The nipples nose first. bothers no. me. <laughs> nose is fucking terrible. I don't like it. I hate the nose. I think it's it is the funniest thing. Nipples, nose, and skates are. I think that if you added those all together, I think it's a real, it's just a real package that that's gonna. This, I don't know. Uh, this reminds really me really revitalized the Iron Man franchise. Totally, it reminds me of Stan Lee because supposedly the reason there was a nose is because Stan Lee said he should have a nose. Uh, but the I saw a picture of Stan Lee with no hair, uh, with like his like bald Stan Lee, like how he looked with no facial hair or bald. Like it's from the, it's from the pre like the early days of Marvel before he got the tube. It's amazing. Like he looks like he looks old then, and like totally understand why he got the tube. Yeah. Like he the, the but like the idea that Stanley as like if you were to draw a picture of Stanley, it would have like a certain look. Yeah. Is yeah. like all of the things that made Stanley visually right. a thing that you remember are one hundred percent fake. That makes sense. It does. I mean, I mean, it's also apparently he had a beard for a long time, and then when when Kirby uh, did Funky Flashman with the beard, he immediately shaved his beard and only had a mustache for the rest of time. <laughs> for the rest of the time he was alive, yeah. The mustache was real. That's he, he could actually grow a mustache. That's but so yeah, insane. I love that. Like, yeah. Did you know that there's a character? So interesting trivia uh, that I learned. Uh, Funky Flashman. <laughs> is Stan, but Funky Flashman has a sidekick named House Roy, who is Roy Thomas. 
<laughs> and then actually this is the most interesting part of all that kirby only drew that that character one time there's one issue of mr miracle i think it's like number six and like he never drew him again all of the other funky Flashman that you've Aww. thought of in your life none of it's kirby he did it one time he was like fuck you stanley here's this thing where i'm making fun of your oh, tube here's really this thing where i'm making weird. fun of your sycophant roy thomas and then like that was it and he never did it again wow. but it became this thing where just like everybody realized it and so everybody wanted to shit on stanley and so it just be- it had legs beyond that <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I like to. I liked learning that. That's pretty amazing. Um, all right, that's all we got. Uh, you can follow us at um actually comics on the Instagrams uh, and at Coast City Comics on the Instagrams. You can purchase things from CoastCityComics.com, and we would absolutely appreciate it. Um, yeah, we we need those things. Rate and review this podcast if you'd like. Ooh. that would be nice. Um, and uh, and those are the things. Yeah. Tell the world, come shop at Coast City. We could use the business. Why not? Do it. Why not? Um, anyway, that's it. Um, good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.